So Iz, what's so great about touring? Well, you know, we get to stay at like the best hotels, the best restaurants. We I mean, we even get like a new car. Yeah, you're talking like Walmart parking lot and McDonald's $1 cheeseburger. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Randall. And I'm Iz. And welcome to the R&I Podcast. What's up, what's up? How's everybody doing today? What's going on? Man, it's a glorious day today. You know, it feels good outside. It does feel good outside. But uh, <laughs> we have a special guest. You guys have seen him before. Welcome, Bo Cody. What's going Jesus, on? How you guys doing? What's up, bro? Thank you again for coming out. All day? You know, and uh, it's just, uh, yeah, no, you know, I'm just feeling good today. So oh, yeah. excuse my poise or enthusiasm, <laughs> so to speak. Today, He's all relaxed and everything. You know, you know so. yeah. Because, you know, I like I like this. the subject we're going to talk about today is just basically touring and you know, it's been what we weren't able to tour for, like all year. So you know, that's something that I definitely would love to talk about. Yeah. You know, and even you know with Ubo and mm-hmm. you know and see and talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the ugly and the and the <laughs> random. You know, some random, the random things. Yes, especially random. the random. Yeah. <laughs> like man, oh. <laughs> Yeah, so we we, we can talk about it, guys. We'll talk about. It. We're gonna get to it. That's all you guys, right there. That's all you guys. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just be the one to ask you questions, and of course you can get you guys can shoot each other some questions for you sure, know? for sure. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and start with you, is okay. Let's see what you got. All right. Um. Well, so before tours, normally like you know you obviously got to set everything else up. You got to make sure you got all your clothes, your instruments, all your your um. Your batteries are good to go. You know, all the wires are clean and, you know, and working. Because mm-hmm. if you bring, a, you know, a non-working wire or a cord, you're done. Quarter inch, XLR, whatever it is. Um, I can never, like, fall asleep, like, on time. Like, if if we had to hit the road at, like, 6 in the morning, I don't fall asleep at all. Sometimes I'm still up. Damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then sometimes when I do get sleep, and these are when we have to leave, like, at 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I get like two hours of sleep. So I like I finally get to go to bed at like eight a.m. But we I gotta leave at ten a.m. That means I have to wake up at like what nine nine thirty. So to, to like not even worry about it, I used to have the meetup place mm-hmm. at my house. Smart, that works. <laughs> Everybody else woke up early, and not only that, because where I used to live was next to the car rental spot. So even where Ryan lives on the other side of the city, he would have to come here anyway. So. My house was perfect. It's like he's closer to the freeway, also. Yeah. yeah. So do you have? So do you have any like sleep issues or anything like that? Or and you know, I mean, like you know, when you're going to, on tour and stuff. Yeah. Um. I, I like to. I like to be really prepared because, like you said, uh, one of the things about touring is you never know when you're on the road, especially with all these new venues and stuff. You never know what you're walking into. So, um, I always like to prepare like maybe two days in advance. So the night before, like like you said, you get jitters and stuff because you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what's going to happen during this tour. So I like to get all my pack, my packing and stuff done the day before. I get a whole day to rest and then yep. kind of head out because it's going to be long. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, like, I don't even go sleep the day before. Mm-hmm. So, so, so if we're leaving on the 15th, I would stay up all day on the 13th. And then and it's like just truck it throughout the 14th, <laughs> and then when 12 o'clock hit and I gotta be, wake up at like seven, easy. You know, <laughs> easy. 
But like, I don't think that works. Like, yeah, you're right about the jitter, the jitters, man. I'm just like, oh, what's gonna happen? <laughs> you know, and even like, it's it's kind of scary too. Like, you don't want to forget anything. I mean, you know, yeah. God forbid you forget your instrument, oh, right? <laughs> you know, or or, like or you piece. like, or you get on a flight and like they forget your instrument. Oh, that's wow. yes, that's definitely happened a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I was gonna say, has it happened to you? <laughs> I want to say. I want to say so three times. The worst time, no. the worst time, um, I was flying. I was flying to Arizona, and my guitar ended up in New Mexico somehow. <laughs> and, At least and that it wasn't was like the, in Maine or anything, you know. And, and that was the last time I put it like. Now, now I make it a fact to like carry on every time, and mm-hmm. they could take it at the gate. They could do whatever, but it has to be on the plane. Yeah. That's Dang. crazy. Yeah. No, so wow. that happened uh, to Bert in uh, Texas. So what happened was we left. Uh, we were coming from Phoenix, Arizona, coming from Arizona. And we're going to we had to do a layover to Houston. All of his symbols gone. We don't know. It went missing. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're all just like, oh, no, for like five. Because we, we had like a five hour layover. And but what was um, what was whack was that it was 2 a.m. So there's nothing open. You know what I mean? Oh, geez. And so, and the layover is like till seven. Guitar Center there or Sam Ash there wasn't open till like eight or nine. So, and we had to take our flight at like seven. Yeah. And like, yeah. So we ended up having to buy um, symbols in Michigan. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Hey, so that's that's like a big tip you should tell people too is yeah. know where the music stores are, like yes. where you're at. That's yes. true. Because definitely went through like I didn't have a mic stand one time in Colorado and like I had to go down like three towns because there wasn't a guitar center even close. Oh geez, and I had yeah. no idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. That's like number one. Like yeah. make sure you know where these spots are, just <laughs> <Exactly>. in case. <laughs> That's that a huge. Make, be friends, be friends. Right. So you can call them at two a.m. in the morning. <laughs> Could work. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess not too much of that friend. I right, guess. Right. Uh, so, um, just for the record, I'm not a musician myself. Obviously, you two are. Um, if I was touring, right, guys? I know I write music. Mm, hey, I that's a musician to me, my dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, a lot of musicians don't write music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. I just feel it like the truth. Yes. I just feel like if I was there, I'd be doing most of the driving. I think, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but who, when you guys were touring, um, who did most of the driving between you guys? Or because you guys are like in obviously separate bands, separate entities. But well, let's start off with you, Bo. Uh So for for us, we would like we would kind of make like we would do challenges and stuff, kind of like <laughs> so. So most of the time, it would be whoever felt like driving and. A lot of the time it would be like people that just want to control like what music's playing. So we would kind of give that to the driver. You know what I mean? Like, okay, you get to choose the music and like for however far you drive. But other than that, like we we used to do like little challenges. So like the last person to pack up their stuff at the show has to drive next (laughs) or like whoever's taking the longest or like whose girlfriend's going to call first. So we put all the phones like on the table. You know what I mean? And then that person got to drive. (laughs) Dang. Jeez, just to, like, just to make right. it fun, you know what I mean? Because like, there's gonna be lots of hours on the road, so why not like find a way to like just connect better? And like, if you're doing challenges with the guys, like a eating contest or, or something like that, like just makes it more fun and like another memory on mm-hmm. the way, you know? That's tight. That's tight. That's true. For <laughs> for us, um, so 
it's normally it was normally me or Ryan in the beginning. Um, and then it just kind of fluctuates between us depending on how far we go. So like when we went, were we going to uh, Texas, we actually went off, but we on and off like every eight hours, eight to 10 hours. Oh, wow. And so, so we went, oh yeah, we went from Vegas to Arizona and that was like, what, seven, eight hours. And then from Arizona to Texas, that was like 16 hours. So we had two people switch over between Arizona and then we had three people switch over um, going to Texas. I drove once, I think, and then, you know, there was two other people. But everybody kind of drove. Yeah. And uh, later on, as we started touring more and more, um, even though I wasn't driving, they always wanted me to put, they, want, they wanted to put me in the front seat. Because mm. I used to pride myself on being the best navigator. Nice. That, oh. Yeah. So remember how you were saying, like, you know, know where all the spots was? I yes. was that person. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was a person that knew where the food was going to be and the next... Um, the next destination. So I'll be like, all right, so we got like 300 miles and 300 miles will probably be here. It looks like there's no food here. So let's stop. Like maybe like an hour prior and then we'll eat there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll make those plans. So they always kept me there, which means I couldn't sleep. Mm. So like, like, you know how I'm, I don't get much sleep yeah. before tours. So I'm just like dying. Like, yeah, just go over here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just go right there. This is the one. The driver's yeah. like, it is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So yeah. did it did it like affect you like when you were performing? The um, not the lack of sleep and stuff, or were you like just actually when I got on stage I get hyped so Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Red Bull and Monster. Yeah. And it's not like the gigs here, you know, we gotta do like three hour sets. Yeah. Over there it's only what forty forty five and you set the you best. Know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, oh man. But yeah, I think there was one time oh no, that was over here. Never mind. I did a. I, I didn't get much sleep, and I had to do a gig at the House of Blues, and I f- was falling asleep. Oh, nice! I was like, oh, oh, wow! I've never happened to this. <laughs> but it's because it was an acoustic show, and me and Ryan was just sitting down. So oh, I, yeah. I was too comfortable. So I was just like, he's basically <laughs> singing himself a lullaby. Oh, jeez! <laughs> I've, I've definitely been there before. <laughs> you put the glasses on, you just kick back. Yes. <laughs> Especially like being a looper pedal artist, you can like, you know, loop in all your yeah, sounds. Yeah, yeah. You just set it up. You just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have I mean, the harmony every now and then. Right. <laughs> Couple of words here and there. You know? No, man. But yeah, no, like that was. Yeah. So sometimes it didn't even matter who drove. I was always in the front seat. Oh, hey. Jeez. Sounds hard, man. Yeah. It's tough. <laughs> Ooh. Tough. But I think I did that to myself because I used to say I'm the best navigator. I used to say that a lot. Mm. And I was just like, because like, I would wake up in the back seat and I'm like, where are we? And then they're like, yeah, yeah. Like one one day I decided to, when we were going to Monterey to go to uh, the first Cali Roots, oh. I decided to sleep in the back. And I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, guys, where are we? I was like, I think we're lost. I was like, how? <laughs> it's a straight <laughs> shot from here, I thought. Then, oh, man. Yeah, because um, it was our previous drummer's uh, van that we were using. So he wasn't driving either. And he's good at navigating too, and so we're both in the back sleeping, and we woke up just confused. He looks at me like, "Is why aren't you up front?" I was like, "Why aren't you driving?" People in the front, like, "Where are we at?" Yeah, you know? dude, it's so funny. What about um, the most memorable playlists that you guys ever heard in touring or on the road? Ooh, I don't, I don't really have one. We just, <laughs> we just let the driver do it. So I mean. <laughs> It's whatever their preference is, you know? <laughs> Actually, I have a playlist 
um, that we had. So like, I would just set up a bunch of club music. Nice. And um, I, and like from all around the world. So like, I'd have like Russian club music. I'd have Japanese, Korean club music. Dang. Uh, I'd have you it's know. A mix right there. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'd play some tattoo. You know all the things you said. What the Russian version? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. It's, it's it's a lot better than the English version, but. I gotta listen to that now. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, we also listen to a lot of um, dance Danzo. I, f- I forgot his name, but he has a is more of a reggaeton. Mm-hmm. And Good. yeah, and we did a lot of uh, what is that? Um, the one Caribou who sings that. What's his name? His name is like leaving me. Tech Nine. There you go. Oh. We listen to a lot of Tech Nine Dang. as a band. Yeah, wouldn't expect that. Yeah, this funny. Dope. So a lot of hip hop, a lot of club music, um, and it's normally when I drive, we are at that. Nice. And yeah. See, I can relate to that. When I'm driving long distance, I got to have um, that big old, you know, fist pumping kind of music. Yeah. And then when, after that, you you start to think like, okay, let me just slow it down a little bit, put on some reggae. Yeah. <laughs> just you chill, you know. <laughs> um, my old keyboardist, uh, Miguel, he used to play like 50s, 70s, 60s, uh, like jazz or swing music kind of like uh and and sometimes the doors the doors what? he gets in the doors yeah he would play like uh songs like put your head on the shoulder like very Dang. cool like cool like classic like <laughs> greasers kind of music kind of like dude he had a cool he had a cool playlist yeah i mean so like so do you have any pet peeves when you are out on tour like you know where they like something goes wrong at the venue and yeah. you don't know until you get there. Um, yeah. So that goes back to like kind of being prepared. So like one thing I'll do is kind of like pack extra things. So um, before this year, I used to go pretty much toward like every month I would pick a weekend and then kind of like go out. Uh, to, that's kind of a reason like moving here too is that I kind of wanted like a starting point because I love to like drive too. Mm-hmm. So um, I used to drive out to California or Arizona or like the surrounding places and like play. Um, And I would always bring my own sound system, like no matter what. And yes, it will cost more to like ship it up if we're flying or it will cost like more in space if we're driving. But like it's always good because I've definitely had shows where like the worst one ever was a six piece reggae band. keyboard it was like triple stack keyboard so i mean three of them and they had four channels for us and they had one speaker just one and it was like a Dang. it was like a behringer or whatever that company is but i mean like the one you can get at like guitar center for like 120 bucks or something mm-hmm. and he thought that we were gonna just put like mics around us and then all come out on just four. Like, he was going to just put four microphones or something. And then <laughs> we were going to try. I was like, hey, the keyboards. Can't, can't hear none of that. Like, I'm not going to hear nothing. <laughs> so uh, after, after that, I feel like it was after that that I started just bringing a mixer. And started bringing, mm-hmm. like, because mixers don't, especially nowadays, they're, like, kind of small, too. Yeah. So you can just put that in a backpack with clothes in it. And then, boom, that's your, you know, yep. travel bag. Exactly. We we actually had, we did that once with one of our mixers. We put it in a suitcase with a bunch of our clothes. Nice. <laughs> you have to. Yeah, you you yeah, put the mixer, you put the pedals, you put anything yeah. you can. 
Just make sure it's under the weight. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 52 pounds for some reason. Yeah. Frick, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, because, like, uh, we did, uh, we had to fill up this 15-seat passenger van with a, a triple stack, a full drum kit. Oh, wow. And a bass cap. Wow. And that was hard. But we did it. Did it. It wasn't, like com- wasn't comfortable uh, <laughs> driving, though. Yeah, you know how much I mean? how much people did you tour with? Seven. Ooh. So there was a seven piece, and this was uh yeah. Oh my gosh, we had a lot of people. <laughs> wow, plus the equipment and everything. Yeah, but we took out seats, so we took out seats, so we were able to you know put them like we were able to leave them in Vegas, and so we just had that really big area, and we built it up to the top. And because at the time I was working at Stanley Steamer and Stanley Steamer has vans the same size and you can't see in the back. So I was just like, oh, I can do this. And so I'm like, nice. <laughs> you know, you know, work has trained me, you know. So, yeah, I understand that. Yeah, for sure. Nice. It's like no wonder why you're always nominated to drive. You yeah, know? So. makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so what are your best and worst hotels that you, that you guys have stayed in? Oh man, good question. Um, okay, like, the, there uh, are no bests when it comes to touring, uh, because at least for the experience that I have, um, the tours that I've done, I had to fly everybody out from Hawaii. Oh, so geez. when you live in paradise, you pay those prices, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're automatically like, we're not staying in a hotel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or we're gonna figure it out. So uh, probably the best. For me is like we would we would kind of pick tours and places based on if we knew people there and there's a whole community of like couch surfing and that kind of stuff so a lot of things or a lot of times i would be like okay so we'll come here uh can the band just crash at your guys place and we would like you know that would save money that way and then we would kind of have a place where we could like you know shower and mm-hmm. enjoy and then if not, the worst place is probably like, and I wouldn't even call it that bad, but you have to be into like a lifestyle like that. But like Walmart parking lots all day. <laughs> yes. Like you walk in, the food is right over there. Yeah. <laughs> the bathroom's right over there. Like you can't go wrong, you know? And if you have dirty clothes, there's a closet section. There, yeah. You know and, <laughs> and it's legal. So I mean, like you yeah. could you could sleep in any Walmart parking lot. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Oh yeah, baby wipes and toothpaste. <laughs> you know, baby wipes is the way to take a shower. <laughs> no, like uh, for for me, okay. So the best place, it, I would say it's the best place. However, we only got to stay there for like I want to say 10, 12 hours. This was in Maui, and our touring manager at the time got us at like a timeshare place. Mm-hmm. Dope. And this place was sick. There was like two rooms. One with, uh, or they were kind of connected. One was like a master room, and the other one was like for like just multiple people, like mm-hmm. guests, like a guest. And so, um, and had a laundry, there's a laundry room in there. And so, this is when we were touring in Hawaii. So, you know, all, everybody had to do laundry and stuff. So, everybody was putting in one load together and stuff like that, you know. And then, um, and so we were just like, okay, well, we got to get out of here because the show's at this time and we got to come out this time. So, like, three of us did our, sh- um, our clothes and then you know we had to come back out and the next three did their clothes and then while this is all going on two like people are taking showers at the same time and uh and our drummer or no our percussionist took an hour or bert he took Mm -hmm. like an hour and some minutes 
in the shower and everybody and like only two people have taken a shower so far. You know? <laughs> but He's like, but I gotta get clean. But what's cool about the shower was the like, shower was like stone. You know what I mean? So it was like there was no curtain. It was just this huge shower. So I was just like, yo, this place is legit. So nice. you know, so that was the best place. However, we only got to stay there for like ten to twelve hours. <laughs> um, the the worst place, I would say the worst. But I've been at the I've been at the Walmart uh, parking lot. Yes, you know, baby wipe showers and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, and it was funny too because I was like, we can just go to the beach, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's how you do it. You find like a public pool or something, just have yeah. the whole band jump in real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jump out. We were on tour in Cali. Um, it was um, I was just jumping on as a guest, and we were supposed to go to these campgrounds, mm-hmm. but I didn't expect it to rain, so it started raining. And what sucked was that right on the bottom of the where the tent entrance was was like this hole. And because of the rain, it was just muddy. Oh. And so that means that, you know, mud into the tent, mud into the tent. And that was the worst. Oh, man. <laughs> but that, that was the worst for me. But that's about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man. Um, do you have any, uh, do you have any, like, foods that you got to have when, you, when you're on tour? Like, you know, when you're in, in the... Airplane like or the must have. driving, yeah. Dude, that's that's a hard one for me. It's like chocolate. Chocolate keeps me awake, especially for like long drives. Mm, it makes sense. Uh, but other than that, man, food is a hard thing when it comes to like traveling and touring. Because, mm-hmm. like you said, like you don't know what's open, like you don't you know, know what's man. around, and it's crazy to like actually think that there's full towns with no food options. Like, oh yeah, full towns. <laughs> And they don't got no place. Like, where are these people eating? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, no, it's weird. Like, they got to travel just to get, like, a bite to eat outside of their house. Like, where's your grocery store? Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes a grocery store is a... You don't even know it's a grocery store. You just assume it's just some kind of business, like a pharmacy. Yeah. But then you go inside, it's like, oh, there's food in here. <laughs> like, jerky is always something that you always bump into. Like, I know when I go out, like convenience stores or gas stations mm-hmm. is the is the number one place to eat yep mm-hmm. and, True. and my band hates when i grab food because i like to get like the hot dogs from the convenience stores and i like to get lays original lays chips okay that's all i like nice. but they don't like the smell <laughs> of the hot dog and they don't like the smell of when i open up that lays bag every single time they hate me for that but and i'm they like wake guys up. yeah everybody's like oh who farted <laughs> And I was like, no one farted. He's like, was it you? Is I was like, you guys would definitely know it was me. <laughs> it would be worse than this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Have you ever had coffee on a drive? Jeez. Oh, uh, you know, I only just started getting into coffee. Yeah. See, just I mean, now, Dutch Brothers all day, man. Yeah, mm. See, I had I had coffee and I was doing the drive. It was like two hours and two and a half hours of driving. Me left, mm-hmm. and I drank coffee and literally I had the bubbliest of guts the bubbliest i was bad i stopped like seven times in the two hours Dang. and i was just like what is wrong <laughs> yeah and no then, coffee for me when oh I'm driving man <laughs> yes nah so that is a must not food for me <laughs> to have on tour so you know you sing you're a, a looper pedal <clears throat> you do a lot of looping yes and stuff and you do a lot of looping when you tours right uh yeah <clears throat> so so I realized, um, and this is from experience being in Hawaii. It's different now. Um, and I do want to do a lot more like tour stuff with my band out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I had to kind of like, I had to kind of teach myself that one of the ways to get across like all of the costs is by looping because I can loop in a bass. I can loop in drums. I can play venues that bands can't, you know what I mean? Like I could play in a bookstore and then I could play like all of these like art places that wouldn't have like full bands. Mm -hmm. So um, I kind of taught myself, um, one of my favorite artists, his name is Mike Love. And I used to watch him back in the day uh, when I was in college and he used to play every single Monday. And I used to just like, if you guys haven't seen this guy before, type in Mike Love Penniless and just watch him do the song live. And he loops, uh, he sings, he beatboxes, he like does everything. And it just amazed me how full everything sounded because he has a full band, but he sounds full by himself. Oh, yeah. So I started like working on that. And then uh, that led to me being able to like travel places because when you have a band, you have to be aware of say one of the guys is like vegan. Then you got to worry about like where this guy's going to eat. You know what I mean? You, you have to like you have to cater to everybody. So I kind of figured out a way where I could do it cheap by myself. And then I would also be down. Like it helps because if anything went bad to just me, like it was just me instead of like, I bring my band into those situations and like something goes wrong. Like Mm -hmm. I got to protect everybody else too, you know? Right. So I I feel like it kind of, it kind of helped me and it, it allowed me to travel a lot because there were there are so many more opportunities i guess and flexibility was was uh, my main i guess goal okay well i mean mike love is awesome like uh he did the song permanent holiday too right mm-hmm. <sighs> the best <laughs> check that song yeah out. <laughs> that that middle part of it you should okay so try check him do do that song live and like type in maybe 2019 because another thing I really like about him is that he has songs that he's been playing for 10 years and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. But like every I want to say like every couple months, he'll like change the arrangements of it. What? So if you listen to and I feel like that's just like a musicianship type thing for him because he's so like he's so knowledgeable about mm-hmm. like everything he does is um, like thought out and like processed like correctly you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh yeah j- try watch permanent holiday like they have this new ending that they play live now okay dumb really <laughs> dumb i'm checking it out they they, they <laughs> like yeah. they transpose into like so they play the real lick like how it's supposed to be then right. they transpose it down then they go down again then they go back to the normal then they go down and then what? they end it's the yeah oh i saw him do it at the one love festival last year I was like, done. <laughs> he takes it. The greatest goat. <laughs> For sure. So, so, this, so this podcast is about Mike Love. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, Mike Love. <laughs> um, so I think one, one last question for me, at least. Uh, um, what, what would be your most embarrassing moment while on tour? Um... For me, it would be the time I like show up without an instrument, like like that time where it went to New Mexico, and I was like, "Okay, yeah. I guess I'm telling jokes now." You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess we're gonna try sing a cappella. You guys have like a karaoke machine? Let's let's knock oh, it out. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
uh, I think for me uh, was that when we were doing our first show at Cali Roots, I think it was 2011, and I was helping the, I was helping uh, move the inventory to our table and whatnot, and my back went out. Dang, oh, my no. back went out. Yeah, so I was just like, oh, and I'm like, dude, I'm only 22. Wait, yeah, 22. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm just like, this, this is, this is weird. I was like, oh, it's cause I'm fat probably. But anyway, <laughs> so I'm like this through the whole, like the whole time and we're getting on stage, I'm, you know, setting everything up. And then right before it starts, I just go, I'm like this the whole time. And so I believe I'm sounding like trash. I think so. So for me, that was the most embarrassing cause I'm like, <sighs> but I looked Dang. at a couple of videos and it looked like I was just doing a normal show. But in my mind, I was like, this is the worst. This is the worst show I've ever done. And it was um and it was probably the coolest show too that we've done there because no one was at that it was the smallest uh stage there. It was called the Kona stage. Mm -hmm. There was the Kona stage, there was the Cali Root stage, and there was the monster stage. But what was crazy was that there was a a malfunction at the Cali Root stage and the Monster stage was going in between bands. Dope. So no one was playing except for the Kona band. <laughs> and so when we started playing, you just see these waves of people like, well, there's no music here, so we'll just go here for <laughs> Nice. And it's boom, it was huge. It was <laughs> awesome. And after that, the drive home, whack. It was whack. I was like, ah, oh, the whole time. I was like, guys, my back is on fire. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so. Oh, here's here's a good one, too. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it. So uh, I book a show for uh, the band. And I, you know how, like, you know how venues have names that aren't really what they are? Like, like if you don't know, if you don't know about the venue and stuff, right? So I book, I book at this place. Like, it sounds cool. It sounds good. And it ends up being a biker bar in Arizona. And I'm talking, like, we walked into, like, punk rock and like heavy metal <laughs> and we start setting up and i'm like guys i'm so sorry <laughs> this is not gonna be good and and we just got stink-eyed in like the oh. entire show really oh wow oh, and then we ended up like kind of just turning towards each other and just like playing towards each other because <laughs> we were like man these stairs just they hurt you know like, oh, man. It's like and just gazing at you and just dead silence after every song and you're like but we oh. got to finish that 45, you know? Oh, like, yeah. 45 turned into four and a half hours. Right. Right Longest show, like worst show I've ever booked. So oh, I learned oh, I learned goodness. after that, like, look up the venue. Even if it, even if the name sounds cool, like, look it up. Just <laughs> make sure you know. On it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Dang. <laughs> I, would, I think I would have been doing the same thing too, but like, uh, what's up, is, you know? Right. <laughs> You got to. At, at that yeah. moment, you just got to be like, sorry, guys. Just keep going. Just yeah. keep going. <laughs> I mean, I remember we did a show and this girl at the bar, we were just sitting down in between breaks or doing our break. And she's like, oh, yeah, this, the, the band's whack. And then I was like, <gasps> and then she turns around. She's It's me and Ryan. And we're like, uh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> and this is, oh, man, this is way back in the day. This is like back in 2008. Or seven, I want to say. 2007, yeah. Dang. Around wow. the time I... Like, I just joined the band, I want to say, like, three months prior, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was we, a long time. We've grown. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. 
And how did she like respond to that afterwards? <laughs> she was like, oh, she was like all embarrassed and stuff. She like got red and stuff. But like she kind of kept going and then she walked away. Nice. But it was so funny. <laughs> She's like, but I like I was like, what she didn't know was that I was at the bar with her and I was only 17. Or eight, I, yeah, I, I just turned, or I was about to turn 18, but I was only 17. Nice. The bar didn't know. And the bar owner's name was also Israel. Have you met Is? Like, no, oh, the bartender. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you yeah. again, Bo, for, uh, you know, coming on the show or the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Hey, I got a question for you, though, Is. Yeah, what's up, man? So what what has been your favorite tour so far? Like, favorite spot to go? Ooh. Ooh. Hey. Hey, that's a good Ooh, one. That's a really good one. <laughs> favorite touring spot. You know what? Okay, so this tour was my favorite spot. However, like, the weather really changed it. But it was, it would have... I don't know. The whole experience was really awesome for me. So we had the option or we had the opportunity to play with or play at Florida Tech. Oh, dope. And so Florida Tech and us, we were able to, you know, get everything situated. And so when we got there, we got to stay at um, Ryan's family's timeshare that they had there. And it was really cool. Bounce was actually a guitar for us at the time. Yeah. And we... We got to all just like kind of hang out and like really just create the show. Like we practiced a lot in the, you know, in the timeshare. And it was just like really, I don't know, it just felt really cool just to be, you know, be there. And then we got to the college and they were treating us super nice. And, nice. you know, they, they were like, here's the here's the college cafeteria. You guys can have whatever you want. Here's the card oh, for you guys. Cool. They had the best chicken nuggets I've ever had in the world <laughs> to date. So yeah, have dino nuggets. Oh man, those dude should have been. It's like about <laughs> this big. It was like about to be like this big. I don't nice. know, but yeah, it was delicious. The food was great, and then we saw the venue, or it was outdoors, <laughs> and then you just saw the huge stage, and it was the first time I saw a stage on like a in a truck. You know, like for First Fridays yeah. here? Yeah. So this was a huge truck. And so it was big. They had the trist. Like, I want to say it was about maybe two and a half, three stories high. It was big. Dope. But because of the rain, um, nobody came. Oh, oh wow. But the entire, that entire tour was my favorite. I, nice. Even though no one, like, not it's not that they didn't come, but they couldn't because mm-hmm. it was rain. It yeah. was pouring. You know, and we had to also, like, kind of, like, like, ease up a bit. Because the water would come on stage. You know what I'm saying? So we're just like, oh, okay, maybe we shouldn't play. So we, we did like a shorter set, all the bands, and we're just like, oh. yeah, all of our, in, like, all of the, uh, some of the inventory got wet. Dang. It was bad. That's yeah. the worst, man. Mm-hmm. But it was when my, it's it was raining, when yeah. it's raining on all your stuff, and you're yeah. like, ooh, I don't wanna be here. <laughs> this is gonna be ruined after this for what? <laughs> like, Hawaii Store was good, but like, uh, it just felt like we was at home, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for, for something for me, like I've never been to Florida, that was tight. Dope. I, yeah. And like I was I was trying to see a, an alligator, but I didn't see one. <laughs> but we, we met up with uh, our friend who lived there and she was like, oh, no, it's not, not. It's normal to see a gator. There's gators everywhere. I was like, excuse me? Like, <laughs> like a gecko in Hawaii everywhere? Like she's like, yeah. I was like. Only bigger, oh. you know? She's yeah. a little bigger. I was like, you could just like snap off my arms. <laughs> just her arms but i was so excited i was like ooh, like you know it's like the and i was like and you guys eat gator here that like, yeah yeah i was like so it's like what is that like chicken of the swamp or something like that you know what i'm saying chicken of the no, sea, what is that tuna? what does that taste like frog legs everybody every, i so i i didn't go to a restaurant there that that 
serve that because mm. we were cooking. We were trying to like, you know, it, our budget was tight. <laughs> so we couldn't really go out and eat, but I was told it tastes like chicken. But that's like, okay, right. but that's like the generic, <laughs> like, I feel like people said chicken tastes like lots of stuff. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? I was just like, uh, oh, yeah, exactly? it's just chicken. It's like chicken. It's like chicken. Quail, it's like chicken. It's just like saying like Diet Coke tastes like the original. It mm. doesn't. Mm. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big negative. You know? Really bad. <laughs> yeah, man. I would say that was my favorite. Dope. Yeah, it was cool. Nice. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, no, thank you again for, you know, coming on. And uh, we hope we will see you again maybe in another episode. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate yeah, it, man. Thank you are you. opening up the R&I podcast to other musicians. You know, I mean, can't count me because I'm in the show, but you know, <laughs> thank you so much. You know, no problem at all. All right. So that wraps up this episode. Thank you to White Wong Media. Don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Like, comment down below and subscribe to our YouTube channel. All links are down below. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.